0: On this episode of Why Watch That,
1: the Red Priestess, Lady Melisandra, unveils something to all of us that is is it's, uh, creepy. it's it's the creepiest thing that you'll ever see. I think on television. Okay, what they did. I can't believe that no one has ever. If you've never seen it, I mean, if you haven't seen it, please
0: slap yourself
1: and go <laughs> watch it. All right, and just if you're the president. Don't say, I will kneel before Zod. Okay, don't do that. Do something else. (laughs) (laughs) Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic
0: and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies
1: and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected
0: from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch That. That. Presented by Dynamic Network. (laughs)
1: The Why Watch That
0: Talk. It's no secret. Uh, the summer blockbuster movies are upon us. They're kicking <laughs> in on us. All of us. Oh! We're being buried with it. And um, starting it off was probably one of the most anticipated, and that was Batman versus Superman. Oh, And no. it seems like, like right after that, everybody's fighting each other. People we love, <laughs> people we don't <laughs> like, they're all versing one another. And... Coming up this week, of course, is um, Captain America: Civil War, and in that, you've got Captain America along with his comrades are facing off with some of his uh, former colleagues, uh, the Avengers. So, I mean on the on the poster, you have Captain America versus Iron Man, basically. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, later on in the month, we've got another versus, and that's X Men: Apocalypse. So we've got some X-Men who used to work together are facing off with one another. So yeah, that'll and- be really interesting. So what we thought we'd do on the podcast is talk about some of our favorite versus movies. In other words, some of the greatest face-off movies ever.
1: Oh, and some of these are character face-offs. Others are acting face-offs.
0: <laughs> that is brilliant. yes. So, yeah, well, let's just dive right in because we don't have a lot of time. We've got a lot on this list. Now, again, you said actors facing off, and I have to start with Runaway Jury. Now, we, we have talked about... Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> you just set this up with Batman versus Superman, Captain America Civil War, X-Men Apocalypse, and you go to
0: Runaway Jury. That's oh. right, because the great Gene Hackman... Faces off with the great Dustin Hoffman. And guess what? The film melted. (laughs) In case you don't know, this is uh, yet another John Grisham. It was huge um, in 2003, starring, of course, John Cusack, Rachel Weisz, as people who are on a jury. Now, Gene Hackman plays a jury rigger. Yeah. But Dustin Hoffman plays a lawyer <laughs> and yeah. his jury has been rigged and he's going to get down to the bottom of it. Right. But the, an unexpected insider kind of fouls things up. So we're not going to give away the plot with that because you find out later why John Cusack and Rachel Weiss are doing what they're doing. Exactly. But there is this bathroom scene <laughs> <laughs> between those two actors and boy, do they go tit. Tat. I read that John Grisham wrote additional dialogue just because those two were going at it. So if you want to see a good intellectual tit-for-tat face-off, go ahead and rent Runaway Jury. Take it wow. away.
1: <laughs> well, you know, since we're going off the beaten path to start, I'm going <laughs> right to Midnight Run. <laughs> okay, this is an action comedy starring Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Okay. Now, if you want a comedy face off, that's the one. What happens is uh Robert De Niro plays um essentially a bounty hunter, okay? So he's a bounty hunter, and he's paid to bring Charles Grodin back to, of course, the guy who's paying him. So I won't give you all of that. Now, they essentially have to go through uh, all kinds of terrain in the United States to get Charles Grodin to where he belongs in a long (laughs) Charles Grodin is constantly talking, 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 and Robert De Niro doesn't want to hear it. This is one of the best off-the-beaten-path buddy comedies.
0: Ah, love buddy comedies
1: you'll ever see because these are the this is the most unlikely pair of eventual buddies.
0: <laughs>
1: so if you have never seen this movie, it is from nineteen eighty eight. I say please run out and check it because you're you're really gonna fall in love. It's so it's so entertaining and you know who else is in it? Who? Joey Pants.
0: I knew it. <laughs>
1: and. Yafet Kodo, okay?
0: <laughs> Speaking of Robert De Niro, let's just quickly touch on the heat. We can't possibly do this podcast without saying okay.
1: that
0: America's two of, um, of the greatest actors in our generation, well, not in our generation, but, you know, in our lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, two of them, Al Pacino and, of course, Robert De Niro. Now, you would think Al Pacino would play the bad guy. <laughs> Robert De Niro plays the bad guy It's it's about bank robbers Robbing banks And and, you know he says If it's between you And another guy I'm gonna get you (laughs) (laughs) And the the screen melts So very quickly Just check out Heat if you want a good Actor face
1: off Well What about facing off with yourself (laughs) How do you do that? Well, what you do is you go to Fight Club.
0: Oh, good
1: one. Good one. Now, Fight Club stars Edward Norton and mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. Yes. Along with Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, maybe maybe this is a, a trio of face-offs. <laughs> of <dumb. laughs> and uh, there's, you know, a, a 30-ish kind of guy. Um, he's dissatisfied with life. Yeah. Tired of the corporate world. And he breaks out of that by starting a fight club. Um, And he meets a guy called Tyler Durden, played (laughs) by Brad Pitt. And boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, uh, David Fincher, all over the place here. You get the dark. You get the intense. And look, the bottom Carter is in between these two, everybody. Just track her.
0: She's literally in between.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just track her throughout the movie. Because she's like going to have whiplash going, well, what do you mean? You just said (laughs) it. And then what are you talking about? And running out of the, the house. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. That's why no. I'm dancing around this. Yeah, you but are. This is, you know, I, I
0: just love it. I just love fight. You do. Well, let's let's stay on the Brad Pitt. <laughs> now, this is a bonus for you guys. No. Oh, You're please. not going to hear this on any other podcast. So go ahead, turn off the volume, listen up. And hey, that's for good reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cross. <laughs> the tracks (laughs) (laughs) you don't yeah you've never heard of it huh across the tracks across the tracks starring Brad Pitt and Ricky Schroeder hello (laughs)
1: 1990
0: baby Pre Brad (laughs) Jelena and Jennifer, all that. Yeah. So basically, very briefly, if you don't know this movie, you're going to find it at your local library (laughs) 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 or secondhand store. Get it immediately. Ricky Schroeder plays this, um, he has a brother, Brad Pitt, the good brother. Ricky Schroeder is this hard kid who comes out of Reform School and he's trying to get his life together, but everybody's dragging him down, dragging him back in. The only thing that can save him, his little brother Brad, says, Hey, why don't you join the track team at our school? And he's like, Great, this will help save my life. Now, Ricky Schroeder's not that smart, Brad Pitt is, and Brad Pitt's dream is to go ahead and get a scholarship. But guess what? they have to run against each other for the scholarship. Oh. Who wins? Does Brad Pitt kick his older brother's butt even though this is his last chance out? Or does Ricky Shorter let his little brother take the scholarship? It's a great (laughs) face-off!
1: Check it out! (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, well... (laughs) I'm gonna try to compose myself and move... To this one.
0: Oh, I know where you're going.
1: Do you? Notes on a Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Notes on a Scandal, everyone. Based on a book.
0: Oh, I did this.
1: Stars Dame Judy
0: Dench. Dame. The beloved.
1: <laughs> and a face-off with Kate Blanchett.
0: Yeah, you heard it right.
1: Uh, Kate Blanchett is a new teacher at school. And Dame Judy Dench is... You know she's she's experienced. She's been at the school for a while, and she takes a look at this uh, young buck and goes, "Hmm, she's interesting. Uh A little too interesting."
0: Yes, she
1: is. So Kate Blanchett doesn't know what's coming her way. She's trying to live her life and do some things that aren't so savory. What
0: you do with your
1: stew? There you go. (laughs) But what she doesn't know is Judy Dench is right there looking at her. Okay. Look, it one of the creepiest face-offs you'll ever see. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Um, I think that Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench will never do another movie together because <laughs> they're um, probably traumatized.
0: It's the first time I'm, I was, like, afraid of Judy Dench. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good one, good one, good one. Um, we can't... Not leave this podcast, of course, without mentioning to me one of a one of the greatest face offs of two beloved characters. You end up loving him in the first movie. You weren't supposed to love him, you know. He was sort of like the obstacle, and then you—he's just so charismatic. You end up loving him, and he comes again for the second movie. And I'm talking about none other than Rocky Two. Yeah. When uh, Sylvester Stallone has to go up against Carl Weathers, and of course, that's Apollo Creed. Yes. And in the first one, it was sort of a good versus evil, this arrogant kind of guy who's in the way of Rocky. And at the end, we all know what happens. Yes, we do. Second one, you really don't know. You don't know. And so if you want to see a lot of action, if you want to see that fight scene at the end, that box off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, this is the movie for you. Yeah, and lots of sweat. Um
0: uh,
1: <laughs> uh you know what? Let's take it to Superman two then. You talk about two
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Superman two II... Superman. Of course, this is the one when Zod and we're talking about from the original Zod, yes, not from literally. Man of Steel. Uh, played by Terrence Stamp. Neil before Zod. We all know that. <laughs> Zod and his two minions break out of the Phantom Zone and poor Superman has to combat them. And of course, Lex Luthor is there.
0: Oh, stirring the pot.
1: Because he needs to become ruler of Australia. Okay? So.
0: <laughs> played by the great, again, Gene Hackman. He's on <laughs> the podcast. There he is. This
1: is probably my favorite Superman film.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mine, too.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I can't believe that no one has ever... If you've never seen it. I mean, if you haven't seen it, please
0: slap yourself
1: and go watch it. (laughs) All right? And just, if you're the president... Don't say, I will kneel before Zod. Okay, don't do that. Do something else. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's a good start to uh, some of the face-offs. Let me just mention honorables. I'm not going to say, what about Bob? Kramer versus Kramer. What about Bob? I love that one. The Dark Knight, A League of Their Own. If you want to check those out. If you, if you, if you want to gear up for this great face-off summer, those are some of the movies that can help you get started. Remember... The movies are upon us. Prepare for battle. <laughs> did you know, part one?
1: Well, well, well. Guess what, everybody? What? The critic has a did you know? The critic it's about time. <laughs> so, <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so put your thinking cap on here, ref. You know what? You might get this one. Okay. Which actor? campaign hard to be cast as Marvel's Black Panther, but
0: received
1: an unexpected response.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Wait, wait, wait. Give, give me a second. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player.
1: Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash whywatchthat to get your free audiobook now and to support our show.
0: Did you know, Part
1: Two? All right, we're back.
0: Hey, okay, okay, okay. Anthony Mackie? Yes, that's ah! right. I told you. <laughs> oh, I was guessing.
1: <laughs> so look, Anthony Mackie publicly campaigned. What? To, yes, to be Black Panther, but we all know he got Falcon instead. <laughs>
0: oh. Sorry. Nah! Wow! I totally. Yes. I totally, let me pat myself
1: on the back. Pa, pa, pa. Ah, so we know that Black Panther went to Chad with Bozeman, and both of them we will see in Captain America: Civil War. You will also see Anthony Mackie, everybody, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.
0: Yes.
1: And all the way, an HBO film that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So, Anthony Mackie, you look, those two actors get enough roles for all of black America. She had a dream. (laughs) Back to why watch that.
0: Well, things are heating up as spring is on her way. (laughs) And of course, television is starting its gear. You know, you think the finales are coming, things are ending now. It's starting all over again.
1: It's, um, you know, it, it's like a phoenix television.
0: <laughs> it keeps
1: rising from the
0: ashes. <laughs> from the ashes below. Speaking of ashless, ashes, we've had a lot of resurrection going on with some of television's most spectacular, I'll say that, shows starting uh, a couple weeks ago. So, let's start with HBO's, of course... Veep. I thought I was going to
1: say something else. (laughs) Yes, everybody did, actually. So, Veep, yes, we have Selena Meyer, now the president of the United States, or is she?
0: Is she really? Did she really (laughs) get it? Right.
1: So, you know, she had a challenge... Of course, we had the election at the end of the previous season, and now she's back. But she doesn't know if she's still the president. They haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) So uh, in the first episode of this new season, uh, she's tried to combat all of these forces in regards to her remaining president. (laughs) And the main force ref is a big pimple on her face. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Veep, everybody. Of course it's a comedy. Of course it stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus, among others. And I'll say that they are still in great form. The cast just knows how to improv together.
0: Yeah, it's a well-oiled machine by now, so.
1: Yes, it is.
0: We're looking forward to her presidency, okay? (laughs) Moving on to um, (laughs) HBO's.
1: Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh, you're just stringing the people along. I
0: thought I was going to say something
1: <laughs> So Silicon Valley, yes, this is back. This is now season three. You know what, honestly, um, Silicon Valley, to me, squanders a lot of its story.
0: Aye, aye, um,
1: aye. You know, this is about what you think it is. It's about a startup in Silicon Valley. And it's a startup that just can't start up.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, there's a new person in charge or or, or on board, correct? That's
1: that's true. So what happened is the character played by Thomas Middleditch. I love his name. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Okay. He was the CEO. He created this. But his board of directors said sayonara.
0: Well, sounds very familiar to a familiar person we know, Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm,
1: yeah. So, you know, so he's dealing with that, but the CEO that they chose may not be as bad as he seems. We don't know. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, so, you know, if you like this kind of geeky kind of, you know, they never get anything right kind of comedy, Silicon Valley will give you more than you can even stand
0: Oh my gosh! I always confuse it with *Halt and Catch Fire*, even though *Halt and Catch Fire* is a drama. But anyway, yes. um Now let's move on to Hulu. y'all <laughs> uh, *The Path*, which, uh, quite frankly, this is this is something a little new to us.
1: Yeah, this is new. This is not returning. Um, Like you said, it's on Hulu. It's starring Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, uh, Michelle Monaghan and Hugh Dancy. It's about a cult, or is it? Okay, it's called uh, Meyerism. This is fictional. No, it's not like any of the other religions you are thinking about, even though it may seem like some of them. And what happens is Aaron Paul and Michelle Monaghan are married. Mm -hmm. There's something that's pulling Aaron Paul's character away from this religion. Okay. okay. But he has to hide it. So that causes friction in his marriage. And Hugh Dancy is the face of... Of this religion. He's trying to recruit people, but he has some stuff up his sleeve as well. I so bet. This is from the creator of uh, TV's Parenthood, you know, one of my favorites.
0: Yes, you love that show. And you yeah. like Aaron Paul, well, too, as well.
1: That's right. Now, I, I, I'll tell you, uh, it's a rocky start. It doesn't quite settle in until about the... F- fourth episode or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got there, I was like, okay, you, you kind of are now nailing it. Because you know, they have their growing pains. That's okay. Um, so I would say, if if you're interested in just a drama that has a little bit of uh, suspense in it, just Ooh. a little... Uh, a little bit of cultishness, then you can go through the path. This is a, a once-per-week outing for Hulu. It's not all episodes. Right, you
0: can't. You just binge-watch it. Cool. Yeah. So let's go to Netflix, The Other, and or The One, rather. Yeah. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is back for its second season. This is Tina Fey uh, yet again. She is uh, she's giving us more of her comité.
1: Yeah, yeah. talking
0: of cults,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Do this segue. <laughs> is <laughs> so this is of course the comedic take on it. Uh, like you said, Tina Fey created along with Robert Carlock, and they did Thirty Rock. So that whole team is back.
0: Yeah, well um, old machine again.
1: Yes. Now, for me, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt works best when they have the titular character dealing with what we all deal with, okay, in real life. Just normal things because nothing with her is normal. So, like, you need to go get a job. Where does she go? She goes to the store that has Christmas all year long, and she's so excited. But, of course, the workers are looking at her like... Are you an idiot? Who cares? You know, so it's that kind of thing when it works really well. I think sometimes, though, they try to dial it up too much and they don't need to because it's already outlandish. It, let's just remind everyone, if you don't know, this is about uh, a young woman who was in a doomsday cult and, <laughs> <laughs> and breaks free and has to start her life over in the real world. Okay. Oh
0: boy. Okay. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Now, let's go to some, you know, everybody knows about this and I'm going to go ahead and go there. If they've been anticipating this release for quite some time and it's of course AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going this to is
1: else. <laughs> Yeah, this comes right on the heels of the end of The Walking Dead. So this is the second season. You know, some people aren't huge fans of this, but for me, I like the balance of the characters. Some are annoying, which always comes to us from The Walking Dead. Some are not. And some of them are dangerously not annoying. So I hope that they take care of some stuff. Of course, this is the beginning of the zombie outbreak. Right.
0: It's like a prequel. Prequel.
1: That's right, but this is on the West Coast instead of the East. Right. And uh, you know, so it's it's fine by me. I think it, you know if you're a huge Walking Dead fan, the show that this is just a, a nice little morsel.
0: Yeah, it, it gets you affixed to the next uh, Walking Dead. Now, of course, we're going to end with the grand finale, what everybody's talking about, really. Winter is here. Winter has come. The Winterlings are taking over. Game of Thrones on HBO. Oh, oh,
1: oh. So, in this season, we're finally going ahead of the books written by George R.R. Martin. <laughs> But not every storyline started this way. So as of taping, uh, only one episode is aired, just to let everyone know. Um, Now, Arya, her storyline is still where the books are. And I've read all of them, so I know what's going on. But some of the others, Sansa Stark, she escaped along with Reek. It rhymes with Squeak. Okay, so we see what happens with them and Brienne of Tarth. Jon Snow, of course. Is he oh, dead or is not? Is he dead or is he not? We still don't know. I guess he's dead, but he might come back. We don't know. And the, uh, Kit Harington's name, the actor, was in the title credits. I don't, so I don't know what that means. And let me just say, to end it on this, the Red Priestess, Lady Melisandra, unveils something to all of us that is is uh, creepy it's it's the creepiest thing that you'll ever see i think on television okay what they did with that so you know the game of thrones at the beginning for me keep
0: her clothes on
1: yeah i (laughs) I think i think they did a pretty good job of starting it with that first episode they don't start with a bang they never do that
0: no but the winter is here we hope we We
1: hope hope. (laughs) i tell you what
0: There is no sign of winter right now with all of this. We are springing into a new season with television. You like that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, there will be plenty of television to catch up on. So go ahead, flip on the tube, and relax and enjoy a TV show.
1: And now, the pick of the week
0: The Critic is coming at us again with a pick of the week. And it is Shameless on Showtime, (laughs) the comedy we all kind of close our eyes and watch at the same time, (laughs) (laughs) created by uh, Paul Abbott, who did the British version, as well as John Wells, who helped in the – in the American version, he's a showrunner for ER, West Wing. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. It's crazy. It's wild. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so this stars Emmy Rossum, um, and she is the older sister or oldest sister of a brood of kids created mm. by none other than William H. Macy, oh, okay, geez. who is, I mean, he put, forget deadbeat dads and drunks. He puts all of them to shame, Okay. <laughs> shameless. So we see throughout the seasons, her struggling to help raise these kids. And you know, she's just a young person herself. You know, she may be grown up, but come on. So where the sixth season just ended. And let me tell you, this show keeps growing and growing and growing. And the beautiful thing about it is, while it may be offensive, Something about it, you go, Well, I'm being offended, but I don't mind it. I don't know why. They're really every, every card in the book is played, and they just get away with it because the acting and the writing, the shifts from comedy to drama, always work. And I think that Emmy Rossum deserves an Emmy. I do.
0: Oh, give her an Emmy, Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dynamic Network offers podcasts that have something for everyone. Our conversations feature experts who not only inform, but also engage. Interested in sports or entertainment? We got you covered. What about business, current news, pop culture, and politics? No problem. We take care of it all. Check out Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com, where every day brings a new perspective. Again, that's Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com.